Hi everyone, this is David, and you're about to listen to the Snakes cast, but just before you do, I wanted to say that we did say at the end of last week's episodes that we were going to be focusing on games that involve resource management this week. We got together to record, and actually got super excited about a new topic, so we're going to talk about that instead, and resource management will be back next week. So in the meantime, here's what we came up with. everyone, it's Monday and welcome to the Snakes Cast. I'm David Kingsville and with me today are Jonathan Moriarty and Hello. Jeff LaChapelle. Hey there. And today we are going to be starting a discussion about the player contract. So for the benefit of our listeners who may not know what we're talking about, guys, what are we talking about when we say player contract? It's sort of the uh, the unspoken agreement that you enter into when you sit down with your friends to play a game. And um, the fact that we're leaping into this on Monday was kind of interesting because usually on Monday we start with real sort of beginner level stuff. But this is something that even a lot of expert game players aren't really consciously aware of. But it's super important for every table to know because especially when you have a, t- a group with differing skill levels... It helps everybody be on the same page about what they're going to be playing or how they're going to be playing. Yeah, when, when you come to the table with really, really different expectations of what's going to be happening, sometimes it can result in a really seriously not fun experience. And we're going to talk about some of the things that are part of that contract. And in particular, one really, really central element. Uh, you might even think of it as the first law of the play contract, the first thing that you agree to when you sit down to play a game. And that is play your best. Which is a really deceptive concept because a lot of people, when they go into a game, think, oh, they're new, I'll take it easy on them, or there's an ego level of, oh, this is one of my favorite games, I win every time, where they'll just take it light, (laughs) and it's super super annoying to players who are trying to get into the game, especially if they're aware that you are taking it easy on them, because that's going to be affecting the whole time. And God forbid you win, and you're taking it easy on them, because that's going to make their experience terrible and may not want to make them either play that game ever again or just not play with you ever again so you ever go to like a a stage play or something and there's people in the audience checking their phones and talking with each other (laughs) not paying any attention to what's going on on stage yeah so that's kind of what you're doing if you show up to play a board game and you aren't playing as well as you can Uh, It says to the other people at the table that you don't matter enough to me. Your experience playing this game doesn't matter enough for me to actually pay attention, focus, and engage. Which is which is one thing when you know it's your your group of friends you're hanging out. People will be on their phones. I think the line where it really becomes an issue is when people are looking at you and saying, "Hey, it's your turn." Right. And that's one thing if you've been co-opted into playing a game, and then we're almost on the other side of the player of that player contract that exactly. we're into. If you're roped into a game, you don't terribly care about. Yeah, but no, if you, no, a contract that you enter into under duress carries no force, different. right? But if you're if you've asked to be part of the game or you've asked to join in, and and that's the approach you're taking, that can be really frustrating. It's really rude. We've had players when uh, playing a really great game called Star Wars Imperial Assault, which is autopilot Dungeons and Dragons okay, uh, where people really like the idea of it and it's like a 90 minute two and a half hour commitment to play so about, uh, as, about as long as watching a movie yeah so it, a Star Wars movie yeah a Star Wars movie or at least the new ones and like you're making that full commitment and people will sit down and we'll be 10, 20, 30 minutes in and every single time it comes back to them it's, it's so and so it's your turn 
And they'll be, okay, so what's happening? Which might be the worst thing I've ever heard of from, a, from, the, from the cell phone and the audience level of board gaming. Right. Is, okay, so what's happening? You're here. You've been at this table. You tell me. Another thing that can serve to uh, sort of violate that play contract is when somebody doesn't play their best, but they specifically do it in such a way as to favor one of the other players sitting at the table. So I choose to not really, oh, whatever, I'll just give Jeff some of my armies, whatever. Or, you know, oh, I guess I'll just attack Josh. Wait, why are you attacking Josh? Josh isn't anywhere near. Yeah, but, well, he's he's sitting there and he's looking at me funny. Partners romantically can be the worst for this. Oh, no, spouses. You just ignore each other in the game and you make this united front against the rest of the table, even though it would be completely correct to knock them out of the board. Yep. It's any time that you are being favorable or specifically unfavorable to another player or other players at the table in a way that is not an advantage to your own position, that is a violation of the play contract because everybody else is trying their best to engage with this game and, and, and have the sort of competition going. And you've basically sabotaged that competition by way of collusion with other players or by way of just wrecking it. And, and collusion, it's important to note, can be a big part of these games, especially when we're talking about politics games, which are going to be a big right, component right. of what we're going to talk about, at least. We should get into that on Wednesday. Like a game, yeah. Times when it's actually a good idea to sabotage your own position, when it's not a violation of the contract. Yeah, and, and collusion is, is kind of this idea, is a, like an inherent idea to that. But even then, that collusion should be in an interest to your own position as a player. Right. It shouldn't be from social circumstances or anything outside the game. If you have beef with one player, don't try and take it out on them within the game. Is that's just It's kind of like if you're in a study group and you want to play devil's advocate, that can actually sometimes serve a useful purpose. But yeah. don't just be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. You know, you've all agreed to get together and sit down and hash something out and improve your understanding of whatever the subject at hand is. So by entering into that group, you have sort of agreed tacitly that you are going to do your best to contribute. Yeah, and it's it's everybody kind of, I wouldn't say working together, since most of these games we're discussing, with some exceptions, are about aggressively tearing yeah, each they're, other they're down. Yeah, com- they're competitive. But that's team building, especially if you're doing it in a way that supports everybody who's participating. Especially if it supports them having a good time. Yeah, exactly. If you, know? if you can get out of that game, the best games, the things that... It, really make it awesome uh, when you're playing a game and you get out of it is 20 minutes after the game is over when you're talking still about talking about what it. happened sometimes days after uh, uh, there's a game called Shadowhunters which is perfect for that where you'll get out of that game it, for those of you who aren't familiar with the game it's a three way team hidden identities game Right, so you've got the shadows, who are like demon-type things. You've got the hunters, who are like demon hunters. And you've got the neutrals, who are just innocent bystanders, usually trying not to get killed. And have absolutely insane win conditions, including one character whose only objective is to be the first player in the game to be killed. (laughs) If you die first, the whole game immediately ends, much earlier than it should, and you just win. Like, the game's just over. And that triumph point of aggressively baiting other players in and mind gaming oh, the Charlie. table into targeting you if you can pull that off can be some of the best moments that you talk about for hours after the game is over about how you how you lured people into coming for you and killing you i have to jump in here because i feel like this is a great opportunity to enable one of jonathan's obsessions Uh-oh. but it 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 feels to me what you're describing there and i i've 
played Shadowhunters, but never with that character. But it's got that same sense that the Bene Gesserit have in oh. Dune of you have just created this insane win condition. Why and are I, you helping me? Well, because Why I, are you helping me? <laughs> because I legitimately feel like this feeds back into this conversation because the Bene Gesserit is a fantastic example. Uh, and we'll be coming on to this. And this, I think, is probably a Wednesday thing uh, where you do want to break the player contract to a certain extent because or at you least are... appear to be breaking the contract right and you're technically not um but yeah we'll come back to that on wednesday but uh, that's just something i wanted to throw into the discussion to open it up the the idea of of suspicious or uh, other kind of sus- suspect plays is really cool too especially when we're trying to keep within the player contract because that can lead to some really crazy post-game discussions about uh, the concept of Yomi. I know what you know, you know what I know. And that can go up any number of levels, like right. in the old Princess Bride movie. But I know that you know, but you know that I know, that I know that you know. And then the post-game breakdown of that can lead to some really cool discussion and some really good, again, team building when everybody gets on the same page. Every single game by Bruno Fiduti has that Sicilian moment in it. But... Um... Obviously, there are limits to playing your best. I mean, if, you, if, if, it's, if it's a life or death situation where if you do not win this game, you are going to die, you know, some movie. You're a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> then that, that changes because then it becomes a good idea to cheat because I'd rather cheat in a game than die. But I would rather lose the game than cheat. And I think we can hazard to say that that's not going to come up very much in today's modern No, we're, we're hoping that somebody's not going to put a gun to your head and say, either you win this game or I'm going to shoot you. But uh, no, p- playing your best game doesn't mean... The, the player contract includes playing by the rules. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, what we are discussing are games. And the idea here is the fundamental idea of how to have fun playing a game with other people. Mm-hmm. Unless you're playing competitive Magic the Gathering or you're at a craps table in L.A., mm. Games shouldn't feel that cutthroat. They should be more about having fun, and it should be about supporting everybody at the table. And support in a game where you're having fun and you're competing, support can often be absolutely steamrolling someone. (laughs) If that comes down to showing them their respect as a player, taking them seriously, and, and giving it your focus... Sometimes that does mean steamrolling them. Maybe on Wednesday we should go into more detail about questions of what constitutes playing your best as far as uh, what sort of moves do you need to make uh, at a craps table or at your table? What, what constitutes fun? When is it fun to fight hard as you can? And when is it more fun to play it a bit more relaxed and fast and loose? Yeah, and I think to since, since we need to wrap this one up, the, the simplest thing that we can dive into more would be to say when you're playing a competitive game with one another, we've talked a lot about politics, but when you're playing a competitive game with one another, both players should be trying to compete as hard as they can. Don't look down on the efforts of other players or don't pay attention. Compete. Try to win. Let's get into some exceptions soon. All right. We'll come back on Wednesday and talk about that. Bye for now. (laughs) 